Good to see you all this morning. <clears throat> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, thank you for missing us. We missed you. Uh, it was so great to um, worship in English again. Thanks, guys. Got the best worship team in the world, I tell you. It's awesome. Don't underestimate how good these guys are. It's a real blessing. Um, and thank you. I just want to start by saying thank you for releasing us for the three and a half weeks that we've been away. Um, and it came, I know, at a, and not a great time. We've had a bit of a perfect storm with different things going up in that first half of the year with people away and a lot of our team involved in Easter camp and having babies and all sorts of other things. And uh, so it's, it's felt, it felt like it wasn't a very good time to be going away. And Jonathan was having surgery on his ankle, which turned out great. Uh, hallelujah. And uh, Saskia didn't have her baby, which is great. <laughs> hallelujah. Although she looks like she She's ready to pop any moment, um, but it's good that mum can be home for that, and it's uh, wonderful. Oh, and dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, there's no show without punches there. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you to the team here, too, who just held the forts very, very well uh, while we were away. So Matt and Joss and Samuel and... Johnny and oh gosh, I can't I can't mention everybody, um, but just did such a great job. And I just want to tell you about our three and a half week holiday. You'll get a bit of pushback if you say, "Did you have a good holiday?" <laughs> uh, we 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 um, we really uh, had an extraordinary time of ministry um, while we were away, and I can say that we had so many God ordained divine appointments one after the other. We've just uh, it's just been incredible to see uh, how God has led, the Holy Spirit has led us, and we've seen um, miracle and signs and wonders and healings and salvation which has been extraordinary. Um, the reason we went at this time was initially to go for the 50th uh, reunion of our anniversary reunion for uh, my YWAM base, Youth of the Mission, that I was part of, which originally took me to the Netherlands when I was 21, went for five months, stayed for five years and came home with a Dutchman. <laughs> it was a good thing, right? <laughs> well, we're still figuring that out after 35 years. <laughs> um, but that was an extraordinary time. So I got off the plane the next day, was leading worship at the reunion, uh, which was awesome. And then the following two days, we um, had, there was over two and a half, or well, 2,300, I think, uh, people who were there for the actual celebration day, which was extraordinary, um, extraordinary time. Um, and I just... <sighs> It, it, this, it, this is a really hard thing to do, to come back and to try and sort of report back to you everything that we saw and we did and everything that God did, because we just saw miracle after miracle, that's all I can say. But uh, we, we got to meet, it was really a time of d divine connections and meetups that, uh, of people that we met that were extraordinary, uh, got to meet one of the people that I'd really prayed I would meet uh, at the YWAM thing, didn't know she was going to be there, she leads the prophetic round table in the Netherlands, and uh, she came and found us and prayed over us, and that was an extraordinary moment uh, as well. 
uh, talking about what God has got for uh, us and what God's doing. It was it was amazing. We got to preach in two churches, uh, you know, two two services back to back in the Netherlands. I'm not going to go in detail, Gideon, about any of that. Sorry. Um, and then we went to this huge conference that uh, Gideon's grandfather and two uncles started in the Netherlands. It's called Op. Opveking, for those who understand Dutch, uh, which means revival. And uh, there was, I think, 65,000, 75,000 people there. Um, it was, well, it was amazing um, to see that in the Netherlands. Um, because having lived there 35 years ago, it's a very different scene to, what it, to, to being in that conference um, got to meet some extraordinary people again, amazing meetups with, with both uh, people that we've been involved in ministry with and also family. Um, but then, yeah, we did actually get some family time, which was great. Not a whole lot, though, as you can imagine. There was lots of things going on. Um, but God is stirring in the earth, and we've seen his hand uh, in different places and different pockets of exciting move of, of, of what he's doing. We then went on to Indonesia for 10 days. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we heard that we were going to Bali and we had these visions of us lying on the beach in Bali <laughs> for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, well. Um, Bisyang and Kuswandi are part of our fellowship here, they're Indonesian, uh, extraordinary people, and they had organized this whole um, schedule, which they say, oh no, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit led. Um, so like every day, <laughs> every day we went somewhere else, which was, which was amazing. Um, did we have any photos, Fabian? Did we, did we manage to get any of them up there? Can you Okay, so this is us ministering in one of the churches in Indonesia. Actually, this is uh, the home church of Bisyang and Kuswandi. Uh, they have not had anybody from outside of Indonesia ever um, minister in the last, I don't know how many years. We saw 11 salvations that morning, which two, two, one, one two-hour and one three-hour service. This is us with Bisyang and Kuswandi. Um, and they said that they hadn't felt the Holy Spirit like that for a long time. Um, yeah. The thing with, with Kuswandi and BC Young is everywhere we went, every meeting that we went to with them, we went out for dinner with 30 of their family. And uh, before dinner was served, oh, Catherine, would you like to prophesy over the family? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I've prophesied over everything that's had a pulse <laughs> in Indonesia, um, prayed, and or Gideon and I, um, and we've seen some extraordinary moments there. And then we, we had two days in Bali. We thought, yeah, oh, beach time, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, we had two hours of beach time on Thursday morning, and um, we had incredible meetups with amazing times, amazing people. Uh, I just want to share one story about uh, we, because <laughs> Wendy and Bess Young had met this couple who were saying about this 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 American couple who had started a a coffee. Uh, bar in, in, in Bali, which was really to reach out to uh, women who'd been sex, who'd been trafficked and sex workers and um, 
beautiful, very um, beginning of a ministry. So we went there. They didn't know us. We'd never met any of them. Um, and as part of it, um, they, they have a prayer room above the cafe. And they said, oh, we'd love, we'd love to see the prayer room because we believe that God's sort of birthing something of a prayer house here. And um, so we went upstairs and said, oh, could you pray for this, this, this girl? She's not a Christian. She's had a really pain, terrible pain in her leg for two years. We've been praying for her, for her leg. She's Hindu. Um, can we pray for her? Yes, we'll pray for her. We prayed for her. She was instantly healed. And she's going, she's just like crying. She's so happy. She hadn't slept for three nights. And um, then got to share with her, well, you know, the good news is it's Jesus who heals you. It's not us. It was Jesus who healed you. And then Jesus isn't just another one of your gods. He's the son of God. And um, got to go on and lead her to the Lord in a very special way. And the two American, <laughs> the couple, they were going like, what just happened? They were in disbelief. They'd been praying for her healing and salvation for two years. And I felt a bit mean because we came in and just snatched the fruit, really. Um, but it was just such a God-ordained moment. And, like, honestly, we had so many of them. We, were at three, we visited three orphanages, um, places that are just extraordinary Scooping up children that, yeah, uh, are really disadvantaged. Uh, some of those children have been left on their doorstep as babies. Uh, wow. What can I say? It's, it's so difficult to, to say. First, we went to House of Restoration uh, these are kids from very poor backgrounds, and this ministry is starting up to provide a place of safety, a place of education, because they've all realised that they can provide education and, f you know, food, and even education, but if they're not providing a place of safety, it doesn't stick. So they need to provide food, shelter, education, and safety, and, and food. So... Um, we went there first. That was our first day. Um, and they have a vision to build a medical centre and a high school and take these kids right through to university level. Yeah, so this is, this is House of Restoration. You can see it's just a bunch of containers welded together. And, and you can imagine in the, the heat, the containers get real hot. <laughs> um, but those kids, they sang to us, oh, it was so beautiful. Just so many moments of tears, beautiful hearts. We went then on to Mahanaim Foundation, which Gideon realised when he got there, he'd actually been there 10 years ago. Um, and this is in the middle of a very Muslim area. Every day they're feeding kids, boarding school, food. Extraordinary, extraordinary. Um, I could tell you so much about that too. They also have a house of prayer, which we got to pray in, prayed for them, and they prayed for us. And then we went on to um, the third kind of ministry, which is called, which I don't have, oh, Hands of Hope. Uh, <clears throat> now, this was founded 20 years ago by a, a, a lady called Henny Christianus. She's Indonesian, married to Jojo. And Henny and Jojo are going to be with us on the 16th of July. They're extraordinary people. Uh, Henny had this vision um, 
20 years ago to help and teach disadvantaged children. And today they feed and teach over 10,010 hubs around Indonesia. Many are orphans. And uh, they're also developing teachers to teach in the schools, to send them back out there. And their vision is to develop 10,000 leaders. Well, we, um, there is a, there's, a, there's a picture of Fabian of us with a whole bunch of kids. Can you chuck that one up? Didn't make it. <laughs> um, anyway, there, there was a situation where we, we prayed. And the, the whole room was a room full of Daniels. And what I mean by that is these guys, they were like the top of the top of the cream of the crop, really. And these guys are going to be absolute real changes. Um, it was an, a real privilege to be there. So they're going to send these kids back to 35 different districts in Indonesia to bless them. Um, Impact Community Church, these guys started a church 10 months ago. 10 months later... 2,700 people coming along on a Sunday. This is incredible. So, yeah, don't forget to come 16th of July. Henny's going to be speaking here. But it's difficult to encapsulate what God did in this time because it was has been really extraordinary. Um, as I said, I feel like we've prayed and prophesied over everything that moved <laughs> um, and seen miracle after miracle, actually. Um, but I think that God has touched our hearts, too. Um, we should be really tired, <laughs> but actually I think both of us are feeling quite refreshed and energized, um, which, is, which is good for you guys, right? <laughs> um, but the thing is, God is moving around the globe, and um, we want to be part of that. And as we come back and we've had some time to think about things, and obviously we haven't because we only arrived home yesterday, but I've been thinking a lot about what kind of church are we building, what kind of church do we want to be. And these guys, they're giving it everything. I mean everything. They don't just stop, you know, with their giving it a tithe. It's everything. They don't just stop at, you know, Sunday. No, they're involved almost every day of the week, giving of their lives, giving of their hearts, giving of everything, every part of them. And they're seeing transformation. Now, our, our logo is transforming the world with the good news of Jesus. But it's not just the good news. It is the good news but there's so much more involved in that. And uh, I'm personally really challenged about what that means, personally really challenged about what it means to really carry that message and carry it further. What does it mean to be the hands and feet of Jesus? What does it mean to actually go? See, you're part of a church that's led by a prophetic apostolic couple. We're not, we're not pastoral couple. And most churches around the globe are led by pastoral couples that will make you feel really comfortable. They'll, they'll hold your hand. They'll make you feel good. They want to linger in the presence of God. But a prophetic apostolic couple will make you feel uncomfortable because we will challenge you. Our mandate is to equip you, to activate you, and to send you. That's what we're called to do. 
Now, that has actually caused us personally some grief over the years at different times. But it's a good thing because there is so much need. There is so much need around the world. Now, I'm, I'm not joking about the fact that we've got an amazing worship team. We've actually got an incredible team. You guys are incredible. We, we've seen what it can look like. And we're very, very grateful. And, you know, sometimes I hear people talking about, oh, I don't, I don't get to do ministry. Um, you know, I don't get to be in the worship team or do, do whatever. Or I am on the worship team, but I, I, I want to be more involved. I tell you, we went to so many places, there was no worship person. Nobody leading worship. They were using, and this is in churches that have been around for a couple of years. Um, that's just one area. So how are we equipping you? Because that's our job to go. Whether it's across the street or around the world, the mission's still the same. To go and preach the good news in Jesus' name, right? So as we come back, we've got a lot of reflecting to do. And uh, we, hope, we hope that as we, as we come back, uh, that we will inspire you to more. Because the thing is, I mean, we, we thought, you know, we, thought, we were partially going to see family and do a couple of things. But we thought we were going to have a wee bit of a break because we hadn't really had one since January. And the thing is, we kind of ended up not having a break, but feeling so refreshed because we saw the Holy Spirit move so powerfully in so many places and so many times. And it was just like, you know, they said to us, oh, are you tired? No, I'm so energized because this is awesome. We saw God move. And the thing is, we can... Get into this state of mind. You can come, Gideon. We can get into the state of mind, oh, I'm too, I'm too tired. I tell you what, serving God is the most exciting, energizing thing that we can ever do with our lives. So Gideon won't let me talk anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he says, you, you get up there and you'll start talking and then you. So I'm going to hand over the microphone. God bless you. It's great to be back. So good. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's, uh, I've never spoken in tongues so much in my life. And um, I've never prophesied so much in my life. And, and Kath and I were a great team together. And that's how we work and that's how we roll. Uh, and, and roll more uh, in the future too, I believe. There's nations opening up for us even now as we were there into hung Hungary. Not Hungary, but Hungary. Bulgaria, Hungary, and so even the East. I've never been to Eastern Europe and stuff like that. So things are happening around the world. By the way, this lady, Henny and uh, Jojo, who were there before, that's actually Catherine leading worship uh, with, um, of course, our good friend Jeff Fountain. So we put the band back together again after 40 years, the same band doing worship again. So we were playing Catherine O'Keys on the whole band was here, and we played the old songs, and we rocked this house. 
with 2,000 people. It was so amazing, honestly. And uh, but but being at Opwekking, honestly, 65,000 people were in the one and the singing. The singing on Sunday afternoon, they have a singing. It's outside, like a big basin. You may have seen my my Facebook, and you see 65,000 people sitting there worshiping God together. I mean, this is something else, guys. I mean, what God is doing. And by the way, today they just flew in. Flew in this morning is Pastor Luke and Gina from Malaysia to be to be our inter international pastors, international pastors, the people particular who English is second language in this country. I tell you something, we are sending missionaries all over the world, right? to Thailand and wherever we do. I tell you, they're coming back here because I think we can learn something from them. I've been amazed by the spiritual climate in Holland. I could not believe it. Forty years ago, we were at the forefront, Catherine and myself, with the different things that we did with that band and other things, my mother with her worship conference. We're at the forefront. We never even used to clap. We slowly started to clap and raising hands. No way, Jose. And now it's unbelievable what's happening. They were saying, Henny, with the church in just now, the church in... Uh, in, in um, in uh, Indonesia, the church, okay, started 10 months ago, two, seven. See, he was saying in this complex, it's like a complex uh, of a, a mall. Everything is malls, you know, in Asia. Malls, second largest city in the world, Jakarta, right? And, a mall, and in that mall is 41 churches, in that mall. 41 churches. He was saying, did you know, Gideon, there's 370,000 churches right here in Indonesia. 370,000 Churches, and some of them are 10, 20,000 big, right? And he said, to, he said to me, 2 million people coming to the Lord every, every year, and we believe that in 10 years' time, Indonesia, which is the biggest Muslim country in the world, will be, will be now it's only 30%, 50-50. Christian, 50-50 Muslim. Unbelievable what God is doing in that nation. Now, this Henny, who is coming here to preach, she's amazing. She's got 1.2 million YouTube followers. Not not 5,000, not even 100,000, 1.2 million people. She's a celebrity, and she'll be here on the 16th of July. But the thing is, though, it's amazing what God is doing through a couple like that, and with Kuzwandi and Bishang inviting us to do all this stuff and prophesying. You know, it's, it's nothing like being pushed to prophesy. You know, there's 30 people in the room. Okay, go prophesy, you guys, all of them. Like, I'm, I may not have anything. It doesn't really matter. You are the pastor, so you're supposed to have something, you know. You're paid to have something, honestly. And but the thing is, though, when you start flowing, you always have something. Honestly, for me, it was a bit of a prototype of, of Christianity and how we're supposed to move in the Holy Spirit. And it was absolutely wonderful. And um, now one of the things I, I want to share with you uh, that is really beautiful is that the thing of on prayer was really powerful. I mean, the, the things that, that really... Um, I noticed both in Holland, in the churches, and also Indonesia, that they were all serving the church. They were all in it. They were all in, like all of them. And I thought, what a wonderful thing, that they all serve in the church, because they love the church. And they love the church as, a, as the agent of the kingdom of God. And I thought, man, we can learn something. I think last week, when we're not here, I think there was a call out for some more serving. I would love everybody to serve in this church. I want to talk about your, your job that's also serving the kingdom. That's your ministry, absolutely. But also this house. If it's your house, you do the dishes, you do something, right? And I want to challenge each one of you to get involved in this. There's not enough to do in this place to get involved in this place, okay? Are you like that? 
Yeah, I mean like that too. I love that too. Very good. Working together. We need to work together in harmony here together to see the mission fulfilled. And I think that togetherness is wonderful. We work together. We play together. We pray together. That's the other thing. I really felt that uh, we've been, I, I feel I've been disobedient. Now, I've tried, but it's been quite hard for me. Even I get pushed back, and I'm one of the leaders here. And it's fair enough, because I need pushback, because we need to be accountable. But I really feel that, uh, as the writings were here the other day, I really feel that we need to be a house of prayer, uh, all nations. Uh, if, 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 if Jesus says, my house should be a, prayer, a house of prayer for all nations, and we don't have prayer meetings, there's something wrong. And so I'm going to start, probably not this week, probably next week, we're going to have a weekly prayer meeting, at least. I don't even know when yet, but we're going to have it. And even if I'm by myself, I don't care. I want to be obedient to the Lord, because I believe if we don't start praying, if we don't start seeking God, we will never get more than this. And this is nice, you guys, wonderful. But we should be three times this now, you know. The thing is, though, that only happens if you want to see the kingdom come, if we want to see people saved behind these walls who are going to hell right now, then we need to pray. We need to worship. We need to press in, push in, work hard. I'm so sorry. This is not something we can sit on our laurels. Like I said, in Holland and all over the world right now, this is not time to sleep, guys. You can sleep when you die. Get all the time in the world to sleep, but your body can, your spirit is with Jesus. But the thing is, though, now it's time to work. I love this, what Paul says. He says here in 1 Corinthians 9, though I am free, I belong to no one. I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. I made myself a slave to everyone. Guys, we are slaves to all the people out here in Christ Church who don't know Jesus. We serve them, we live for them, we pray for them, we lay our lives down for them. It is not nice to have a little Christian life. I didn't see in, in Indonesia the, the nice little life. I tell you, man, you take your life in your hands every day you go on the streets. Yeah. All the motorcycles, all the cars, <laughs> crazy places. <laughs> Who's been to Indonesia, right? Or Thailand, doesn't really matter where you go, anywhere there, you know. It's like every day you take your life in your own hands, you know. It's unbelievable. But they have such a passion for people, such a passion for the kingdom of God. I love this too about Paul. 1 Corinthians 15, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And so through the grace and the power of God, he says, this is not even Jesus, this is Paul speaking. He says, I work harder than anyone else. I'm Catherine told us we're apostolic and prophetic, so we will challenge you. Guys, we need to work harder than ever before. And I'm not talking about performance now. I'm not talking about performance gospel. It's the grace of God's gospel. But the thing is, though, if we don't go out, nothing's going to happen. If we don't pray, nothing's going to happen. If we don't invite somebody to church, nothing is going to happen. If we don't connect with people at the workplace, nothing is going to happen. Serious. Oh, they trickle in. And I'll be 70, and we'll have twice the size. And it's not about size, by the way, but it's about effectiveness. It's about the kingdom coming. The people in Christchurch deserve to hear the good news of the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ. And so we are called. We are agents. The church is the agent of the kingdom. We are the ones, sons and daughters. Hey, amen? So I'm very challenged myself. I mean, this is what I did with Catherine. We did non-stop, you know. We had like the one morning on Thursday morning. So finally, we can sit here at the beach and sing the song. Bali. Oh, yeah. And so it's we're actually in Bali right now, you know. And we sat on an elephant. We rode an elephant. Well, that was pretty cool. Anybody rode an elephant ever? Have you ever? 
Oh, quite a few of you. That's amazing. I also rode a camel, but that's not this time. That was on, uh, in, 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 in uh, Israel. And somebody rode a, a um, what do you call these things? A, uh, yeah, ostrich. Everybody, anybody ever done ostrich? Yeah, ostrich. <laughs> Is it scary? It must be like amazing. Quick, go. <laughs> to the neck, you know. But, you can, uh, but elephant, at least you sit in the seat and the guy in front of you actually steers the thing. But then he goes, the elephant, he says, but it's really funny. He went like this and it goes slowly like this. But you move like this, you know. You're sitting, but you, go, you move, you know, like this. And he went, and there was a ravine on the left. And he goes like on the left and he kind of goes, oh, because he goes, to, the elephant goes to the grass. And he goes, leans over into the, oh, it's just, sorry, sorry, I'm just, I'm just learning to write this thing. He just makes a joke, you know. I'm just learning to write this. And you think you're going to go down into the ravine, you know. It's not. He just makes a joke with you, you know. It was just really funny, but really scary. So that was really fun. And um, so good. And uh, Corinthians 15, I want to keep going with this. I want to keep you too long today. Uh, then again, time is also no issue uh, over there. <laughs> it's a Western thing. It's not an Asian thing. It's not, even, it's not even a China thing. In the underground church, you keep going. And the next day, you keep going again. And hours after hours, but I told you that before, and it's going to come a time that you're going to be, you don't want to actually leave the church because it's so empowering, so awesome, so full of power and might and glory and fire and everything. That's what we're going to, right? Three of you say, and that's really good. That, that, that's, my, that's my whole point. <laughs> yes, Jesus. It's coming. It's coming. Ephesians 4, now these are the gifts Christ has given to the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. And we talked about this before, and we will talk more about this in time to come. Their responsibility, which is mine, is to equip God's people, which is you, to do good works, his work, and build up the church. Everybody say, build up the church. So you guys are in charge of building up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until all come in such unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, and we will mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we'll be no longer immature like children. We won't be tossed about because a wind blowing of any teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Growing. Everybody say growing. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow. Isn't it amazing? So your special job in this house, also out this house, also in your, in your work and as family, but also in this house, your special work helps others to grow, which means that you are not only invincible, but you are indispensable. Thank you. Somebody knows English. Honestly, in Holland, man, I was talking to Dutch, you know, and, I thought, and honestly, I was not used to it anymore either. I had such sore throat, sore throat. And, then, and, then, and then in Holland, we had like hundreds come forward for prayer and prophetic and oh, fire. And I mean, it's like, it goes, we're sitting so neatly here. They go crazy, right? And it's just, in Holland too, by the way. And, uh, and, and we can't speak anymore. I was like, hey, we can't speak anymore now. But it was so wonderful to see the power of God in us like this. Anyway, we all have a chance. So Matthew 16 said, Jesus, I am, Jesus says, I am building my church. 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We know that, right? So he's building his church. We are all part of it. It says here in Ephesians that we are helping to grow in a unique way. We help to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And as this body grows full of love, we together, full of love, it spills out into the community, into your workplace, into your sports club or wherever you are, and you start being Christ. I mean, that's what happened in the, that lady. I mean, for us, it was not. These guys these have been praying for two years. Now, okay, we, we reaped the harvest, but it was also kind of, we came in with just, just expectation. I mean, Catherine and I just like, of course, we're going to get healed, you know, of course. And we just walk in and just pray and just seek God and become a Christian, of course, become a Christian. I mean, the thing is, though, it should be something that we are expecting all the time. All the time. There's people all around you who need Christ, and they're looking to you. They may not know that. But they are looking to you because they're looking for Christ. He's the desire of the nation. So he, he is the desire of everybody. They look, where's Christ? I can't see Christ. The only thing I see is stuff on the news. It's often pretty bad. That's what I see. I don't want nothing to do with the church. They don't know what love means like in the fullness of God, love and the stuff. He needs you and me. So we have a key part to play in this church. And we cannot be, it says here, half-hearted. We cannot be vankel-vankel in Holland. Vankel-vankel. In Germany, it says tri-spalt. Everybody says tri-spalt. You can see tri-tri is two. Yeah, tri. And then spalt is in spahat. So twice. I mean, the thing is, though, there's so many of us who still live in the world and in the church or in the kingdom. We live in both, and we think that God is pleased with it. We think we can get away with it, but I'll tell you something, it will no longer be so from here to go. The next 10 years is going to be the greatest revival we've ever seen in this country, in the world today, right? Many prophets believing it, it's, this is going to happen. But the thing is, though, it's going to happen because you and me are stirring and are leaning into the Holy Spirit. We will pray, we will be on our knees, we will take time, we'll turn off the TV, we will fast, and we will pray, and we will go for it. And we will not wait. All these people are going to hell. No, 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 no. We're going to pull them back. You don't need to go. Come to Jesus. And so there's going to be a stirring. And so I feel a stirring as I come back. And Catherine and I have been looking at this stuff. We were stirring in the Holy Spirit. Already been stirring anyway. But then more stirring in the Holy Spirit of what he wants to do in our lives. Amen. To be hot for Jesus. Not living in two worlds. Come on. Get out of the world. Get into the kingdom. Get into the church. Get your mindset on the things of the kingdom, not things of the world. It's not going to satisfy you anyway. Oh, it gets confusing and you get vanko, vanko. You get all confused and you get all this, like that. That's what he talks about, tossed like in the sea, like this and that and the other. God wants us to be aligned. I talked about a few weeks ago about being plumb lined with the Holy Spirit, being divine order in our lives, in every area of our lives, in our time, in our finance, in our relationship, in everything, put Jesus first. And I know there's still this alignment, even in our house. And I'm going to tell you, I am not going to take it. I, because I feel from God, he said to me, there has to be alignment. Because when the alignment comes, then, then you'll see the fire of God in ways. Then you get the frequency of heaven, which is so powerful that nothing can withstand it. So I tell you, I warn you now, 
That's going to be like, it's like a purifying. That's like a fire which is powerful and lovely and wonderful. And we are so secure in our salvation, right, as sons and daughters. So you don't be fearful about it. But there is an alignment. There is a, 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 a stake in the ground that Jesus says, I want you to be mine. And I want you to be fully mine. I don't want you to go here, vunkle, vunkle, going different places. Like this word Jesus says earlier this year, he says, I don't want you restantious. I don't want you leftovers. We are so leftover Christians. Jesus also, like I preached about a few years ago, like a little dog. You also have online, you got Jesus also in your life. So nice to have Jesus in my life. It's not like that. He is your life. He's not, he's not part of your life. He's not like one. He is your life. You died. You died. Paul says, you died. I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live in faith and love in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. And so now he asks us to follow him and lay our lives to take up our cross and follow him. I think it's a prophetic sign that Pastor Luke is coming today. He's already arrived, by the way. He may be here tonight. He's preaching next week. Something's happening about this, like Asia coming this way. Now, I know he's going to reach people in the city because many don't know Christ. I get that. But prophetically, stay with me prophetically. There's something about Asia coming here. There's something about Holland coming here. We always thought, oh, we need to send out these poor people in Asia. We need to go send out missionaries. Oh, these poor people in Europe, they've lost the plot, the prodigal continent. And yes, there's part of it, but I'll tell you something. The Holy Spirit is moving like this, which I have not seen here lately. Can I say that? And I was not proud of it. And I said, Lord, we need to stir our faith here too. We need to see, I want New Zealand to be at the front, not at the back. Because we've got a calling to be worshippers. Did you know that? I was in Indonesia. Those people came here. You, you didn't tell me that those people in, in the Mahanaim, they have a prayer house. I'll show you the prayer house. On my, I haven't shared it yet on my Facebook. I'll do it very soon on Facebook. Amazing. Oh, beautiful. It's like, wow, amazing place. And the thing is though... As they, and they send out, they say we have to go to 20 nations this year. They were here three months ago. You didn't even know they were here. Some of you knew. To pray. They pay their own way. From Indonesia. Come here to pray. For New Zealand. To see things stirring here. Not us going there. They're coming here. That's cool, guys, and we welcome them here. But I want to say something. Let's be challenged again. Let's be at the forefront again because we used to be the greatest missionary sending nation in the earth per capita. And we're not anymore. But let's be it again. I want to be such a multicultural. There's something about Pastor Luke and Gina coming here to have a multicultural team. I don't know many multicultural teams in this city. A lot of white faces. Serious. And I'm not proud of it. We are a multicultural church and we are multicultural before the throne of God. One man from every nation. And so I'm so proud that we can have a representation in our, in our, in our team from different nations together. Amen? So good. We've got to finish. We're done.